Exit 52 podcast presented by Jimmy Seafood, the only Baltimore podcast that hosted an Orioles trivia on Monday night. Thanks to Jimmy Seafood for hosting. Thanks to you, RDT and Banks, for being there. I was not, but it sounded like an absolutely fantastic event. And that's where our episode start, starts. Lots to get to here. We have to start with Orioles All-Star Break Mania. The Trey Mancini stuff on Monday night was almost as storybook as it gets, even though the fact that he didn't win doesn't matter. It was incredible. And then Cedric Mullins getting the honor to start the All-Star game on Tuesday night will probably be the most fun three days of the Orioles season, the last three days. Um, and then today to just sort of soak it all in. Uh, but you guys were at Jimmy's on Monday night. We have to start with Trey, former guest on the show. All in all, awesome dude. Everyone knows the story. You don't have to rehash it. Just an incredible performance from top to bottom and represented the organization and himself so well. It was uh, it was very cool to watch, and, and I was just locked in the entire time, more than I've been for a lot of Orioles things in the past five years. It, I mean, it couldn't, it, it could have gone a little better, but I thought, like you said, it was awesome watching Trey. Um, it was, I, I was nervous for him going in because I'm trying to hash it out and I'm like, all right, who's going to go first? They're going to have Otani and Soto go last. Pete Alonzo won the Derby last time they had it. Trevor Story is one of the hometown guys. And I'm like, this matchup makes sense to go first. Like the Chapman and Mancini. I thought it was a great matchup, like a very underrated, good, sneaky matchup. And then I'm thinking like, Holy shit. What if he hits 11 home runs in the first round and he loses and, and this is all over by 835 or whatever. And I was like, please, mate, let's let's not have that be the case. And then what, what did he have two two home runs after the first minute? And it was kind of oh, like, yeah. All right, well, yeah, I had to call a hard timeout there for a second. Big arguably, time timeout. Arguably the greatest timeout, though. I mean, he was he was a beast after all those timeouts. Like he was a monster. Um once he got done with Chat, uh, not Chapman, I, I was calling him Chapman on Monday. Matt Olson. Uh, Matt Olson. Um, obviously had to give a call to uh, to my friend Dallas Braden. Uh, rub that in his face a little bit because there was no way Trey was going to lose that. And then um, I w- I wasn't worried about Trevor Story at all. Like I, Trevor Story was nothing. Hometown kid, get out of here. That guy, that guy stunk. Um, which I thought it was perfect for Trey because he ha- only had to hit what thirteen home runs that second round. Yeah, he saved saved a bunch of swings. And then, uh, obviously, running into Pete Alonzo, who he would have hit 55 if if the clock didn't – if they didn't make him stop after he uh, hit his 23rd. But I thought it was great. I thought the interview with when Buster Olney asked him, like, oh, Trey, how you feeling after his last round? And he goes, I don't feel good. (laughs) Not too good right now. Yeah, yeah, it was well – Alonzo was during his timeout. Like right? Alonzo was just yeah. hitting a bajillion home runs, and he was like more than halfway with more than half his time left. And he was like, "Well, don't feel so good right now." But you could tell he was just I didn't know if he meant, just having fun with it. I didn't know if he meant physically or like about the derby. I think it was both. I mean, because I couldn't imagine. Like we saw how tired Otani was when he took his timeout in the first round. He had he threw his bat down and had his hands on his knees. Otani looked tired after five just, swings, to be totally honest. I think he well, amped himself he was, up so much. Like he must have been. I mean, you want to talk about so much pressure? He just looked like a fighter that like tried to put it all out in the first fifteen seconds and gas himself out. Absolutely. I mean, he was the guy who gasses himself in the uh, in the layup line. Like he, yeah, like you said, he looked he just looked done. But um, no, I mean it was it was awesome for Trey. And someone was saying because we we couldn't hear it because of Jimmy's. It was awesome with the trivia. Banks and I, I think, put down like 23 or 24 high noons, I think, combined. <laughs> um, they, but so, so they had trivia on. So they only had the volume on for Trey's round. 
But even when the volume was on, I wasn't really paying attention or listening. It was getting loud in there for him. But someone was saying that they kind of they were like not downplaying Trey, but it was almost like Carl Ravitch was kind of like oh I'm annoyed, but just wasn't like fully bought into Trey and the whole situation and everything going on. And I, I was like, I don't know. I, I couldn't hear. I'm, I'm sure. I was fully engaged hey. in the coverage, obviously, because I was watching from, from the, uh, from the Smythe estate here in Baltimore. And uh, I would say that they, I would say that Otani took so much air out of the contest in the first round being the main storyline that they didn't really focus on much else until he was out. So I think they really bought into the Mancini thing after he won the semifinal and they were really heavy handed with it during his final rounds. Like Ravich was, was talking about how he was, you know, wanted, you know, he said to them before that he wanted to do it for, to show you there's life after surviving cancer. And he wanted to, you know, how he was in chemotherapy last year and all these, like sort of all this, I mean, we're so familiar with this story that this is all new to a national audience for the most part, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the first round, it just was such like a, it was such a, everything was a precursor to Otani until Pete Alonso sort of like took some of the story for himself that except for the sort of controversy online with the Mancini home run after the buzzer and then Olsen not throwing the last pitch, like that was kind of the storyline involving Mancini. It wasn't really about him. It wasn't about the cancer stuff at that point or him personally. It was kind of about that. And then that kind of came around through the contest and which was awesome and, and deservedly so. And they kind of focused more on it. Um, just have to shout out how bad that Ravel tweet was about the about the um, oh the timing about the, the timing that nonsense. And it's just like have a little bit of feel, but he's just an attention guy. So and I was gonna say I, I'm sure it had a gambling thing, and and that was why he tweeted it because he said thousands of dollars lost, blah blah blah, and that's why I was like I'm not even gonna dive into this because Ravel is just one of those people that like we just shouldn't. He's up there with like the Dan Clarks and those people who are like we cannot keep giving these guys like the shine and praise you love to tell people not to talk about dan clark and then you continue to talk about dan clark no and then i'll retweet <laughs> you my do love absolutely you love, love talking about, about dan clark you no do. i you haven't do. tweeted about dan clark in a while i'll bring up my old <laughs> tweets being like we gotta stop this we gotta stop that was unprovoked you just brought him up because he's another one of those guys and I'm, uh, there's a you there's 10 other guys. people you... there's 10 other people in baltimore i can name but oh I, yeah, ooh, ooh. I, I mean uh, yeah, so whatever you go. want to do, I'll let you do it. This is your. We'll, we'll leave that for the band list with Jerry Coleman. Okay. Yeah, um, oh boy. Um, yeah, I I did think <laughs> I thought this home run derby was awesome. Like take, take obviously you. our bias aside, I thought the matchups are great. I thought the, the the worst thing was the um the setup the the physical not physical the watching the, it on TV is the production. I mean, yeah. I was waiting to get to this point. This whole thing. There, I'm handing it off to you. Rash. There's. I mean, between – I understand it's very tough from a production standpoint to, to have such a rapid-fire thing go quickly, like pitch after pitch, and you're trying to follow balls as they go out and all those types of things. But one of the first prerequisites you got to have is you got to nail down the distances of home runs and pop that thing up there on the screen immediately. Um, it wasn't extremely clear when balls were getting out. Like, oh, watch yeah, on the, Watch on the stack cast then, nerd. <laughs> Your distances. Watch on the stack cast. You but that tell, shouldn't you even have to, to be Johnny a, about that. I, didn't, I mean, we didn't have that option. That shouldn't be just like a. Oh, if you want to watch the stack cast or know, so I know how far it goes. I think. I think the issue is cast. not to have cut you off. I think the issue is like we were so used to that previous format where it was a lot easier for the cat for them to produce and cut back and forth because it was just the pitches and the outs. 
So you kind of knew, whereas this rapid, by the way, the format is incredible. I mean, they have perfected this format. format. Mm -hmm. It is incredible. And you're right though. At times I, for some reason, enjoyed the chaos of the whole thing. And maybe that's because I was like locked in by myself on the TV. So I could follow where at the bar, you guys are like, just ho- like, you want to look at the screen and know exactly what's happening. Cause you're not always focused on the screen. So maybe that's a little bit of a different experience, but I agree with you. They were like, it was tough. Cause they were also trying to like show you like Fernando Tatis's reaction and Vlad Guerrero Jr.'s reaction and all these reactions. And then you're just missing home runs. They almost need like in the corner, they need like a, like a Hawkeye, like mm. review type thing that like, you just see the home runs pop out, up uh, like every yeah fall. like when you every go to uh fall. if you go to a pga tour event and you go to the driving range they've got this big jumbotron off to the left that shows all the shot trackers going off like mm. all yeah. the golf shots that are going out there showing their distances with all the the stat casts whatever you know the pro tracer information they need to have something like that where at least like this picture in picture this little box and yep. then maybe another little box like like I'm using a golf thing here again, but um, like 17 at Sawgrass when when players hit balls and they're just seeing the balls in the air, they love to put the little picture in picture of the player, like the player's face just watching the ball with angst as the ball is going. Like they need to put that up there for just player reactions or or the player watching a pitch maybe go out or not or, or just kind of keep an eye on the action and kind of add some more production value that way. And like, yeah, I, maybe I remember, so, sorry, I was going to say, I just remember a couple years ago, like the, the live shots of the home runs going into the stands, the second they hit the stands, 496 or like, you know, 500 would pop up and you'd yeah. be like, okay, it, that ball's gone. That's how far it went. Boom. Back to the, but I, I think that was also the same year where it's like, you can't throw a ball until the other one has landed, which yeah, and it changed was that, that a rule this year or not? Because no, it was not. They okay. changed that rule. So you can just keep throwing ball after ball after ball, which from like an entertainment chaos standpoint is like super fun because you just want to see, you don't want to see guys like standing there waiting with like five seconds left for the ball to land to see if they can get another one off. Mm-hmm. Like it was fun coming to the buzzer because the pitcher could almost like as you know, and some of these pitchers were good and some weren't, they could just rush balls back to the plate to try to get more swings. I, I think it's an incredibly entertaining format. And maybe th- next year they'll be like, okay, we've got to tweak a couple of things because they have something. The home run derby is awesome now. Like it is, it's always been pretty awesome, but this version of it is, I mean, the swing off between Soto and, when Soto went up there and hit the, they should almost do that. Like three. PKs, they should almost like send Soto up for one and then put Otani up there. And if Otani hits a home run, he wins in sudden death or something like that. But the three Soto swings, and I'm on the record of not being a big Nats guy, so I'm not rooting for him. But Soto, that was unbelievable. I mean, good mm-hmm. for him. Like, just yeah. go up there and hit three He's homers, awesome. force Otani's hand. Incredible. I mean, the whole the whole thing was awesome. The Olsen Mancini moment. The Even the whole – the format is just tremendous. But you're right. The production is going to have to – You know what else? Ravich, could... Ravich and Eduardo Perez uh, – Eduardo Perez is, is a good analyst, but he's kind of a snorefest at times. He just says, um, "Oh, well, Ravage is kind of a snore." I would, yeah. I would put Berman on this every year. You I know people. This is in. Berman. This is the backpack that gone. Put Berman in this game. You gotta put, put Berman in this. Just wheeling up this every year. Want more it's Timmy fine. Kay. Um, well, they they saved Timmy's big shine for the celebrity they softball do. game. They, they sure do. Um, another thing from a production value, you know, you know that CBS graphic the last couple of years that love doing for football. 
where the where the quarterback breaks the huddle and he's walking up to the line of scrimmage and then they pop out the little sidebar that shows his last 10 throws with mm-hmm. like the x's and checks green 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 yeah, red yeah. green yeah if they could every five pitches or every 10 pitches they just show the results of like you know not home run or not home run and then like home run and the distances of his last 10 pitches or whatever like that would be helpful it, it might just be i made fun of you but about the stack cast, but it might be that the stack cast is just like you just need to have more stack cast elements on the real broadcast because ultimately this is the time to like introduce the stack cast stuff to a bigger audience like just have chance. that stuff have that stuff scrolling on the bottom the some of the stuff they're doing with like like they showed the angle on Fox last night for the Vladdy Jr. home run with the ball, just like sort of like a shot tracer. That stuff is just sick for baseball. I mean, it is, it makes, it gives you such a perspective on what's going on. I love the spray chart. Oh, the dispersion chart was so good. good. So it's the spray chart like during the derby. The dispersion chart was disgusting, by the way. They hit so many oppo home runs. Yeah. Very balanced. Yeah. Um, they, They should have done exit velo. Like Jared and Dallas on starting nine today were like, do exit velo. Dallas said do oh, definitely need exit launch velo. angle. Like I'm yeah. surprised they didn't have exit velo. Again, scrolling on a bar down below. I think they like had that. a separate channel for all that that we yeah, just it, didn't see. Eric. They did. Yeah, yeah, ESPN two. They did. It was so they were running that on Statcast. But it's like most people are just gonna stay on the ESPN broadcast. So why would you not just imp- even if you do it for one? Like I would have taken Matt Olson's round. Not a high profile. Even Trey's not a high profile guy, and just have made it. Like, this is what you would be watching. They did it for, like, 15-second periods where Rabbit would be like, this is what you'd be seeing with Jason Benetti on ESPN2 with StatCast. Just run the whole round. Just bring the Benetti crew in for one of the ESPN rounds and simulcast the StatCast so people would know what they're getting from that. I just – I love the Home Run Derby. I think the Home Run Derby is so clearly appointment viewing if you're a sports fan, even if you're not a big baseball fan. It's, it is, at this point, surpassed the slam dunk contest as the best – all-star weekend thing that any sport does and i say that as a much bigger basketball than baseball guy but it is just and the big stars are bought in alonzo wants to be in this thing every year oh Tommy I mean, the said he would stars do it are bought in it's fun like it's just such a good event it's just such a good event they got like 6.2 million people to watch on espn which is you know no yeah, one watches like the ratings baseball. were great they had great ratings great. For it. i was just they, reading they were they like ready for the all-star game too also games were up too they were way up because of Otani, because everyone watched the first inning. Um, speaking of the All-Star game, Cedric Mullins gets the start. Really cool to see. Bats ninth, gets on base. I do want to delve. Does anyone want to hammer the official score for this? I don't really. I mean, it is what it is. It's the All-Star game. I just would have given him a hit. But yeah, give him a hit. Like, why? Why do we? Why do we have to have a guy like? Because uh, again, it was like they gave him a hit, and then they were like, "Oh no, it's been overturned, and now it's an error." It's like, what? What are we doing? Like, what, why? Why do we need a an, an, uh, rules official at this goddamn All-Star game? It, it was so funny. When Joe Buck was reading the American League lineup before they started, the way he said Cedric Mullins, I was like, he's never heard of Cedric Mullins before the last three days when he was prepping for this. There's, Same thing with like – And that's not a shot at Joe Buck, but it just was so funny. And he was like, and Cedric Mullins, bats knife. Like, who the heck is this guy? Same thing with Teosco Hernandez. He's like, yeah. and the – like, I'm surprised he wasn't like these guys. Yeah. Thanks. Like – yeah, um, which once again, I'm sure Buck did. It just the, it was almost like a shock that Cedric Mullins was at the bottom of the lineup, but totally deserved. Totally deserved, excuse me. Um, and the highlight for you know, normally when you're a team like the Orioles and you're one of the worst in baseball, you don't have an All Star starter that makes the All Star game fun. And we would have had to wait 
to like the seventh inning to see Cedric Mullins. It was funny to see him off the top and, and get his, get his situation there uh, well, done. Very, very cool. How about the pie? I didn't realize the pirates had two starters too. Like, it's incredible. You want it's to talk incredible. about bad teams having starters like Jesus. Yeah. It's the whole thing. It's just, it's, did, did you happen to see that, that the hobby bias play from like a month and a half ago, the pirates first baseman that like basically kicked off the entire debauchery that that play was, He's like banished to Japan now. Like his career is just completely plummeted. Since my then. my cousin, they're they're from they're all from Pittsburgh, and I I literally called him in the middle of the day, and I was like, you have to see this play when that happened. And he went on a rant. He 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 went to his computer, watched it. He went on a rant for about fifteen minutes, all about why that first baseman. I don't remember his name why he's a nobody he was pulling off like that's why your career ops is this your slugging is this you have this many errors and he was just ripping him and he was like this guy is the epitome of like pittsburgh baseball like a nobody doesn't deserve this like terrible terrible and was like ripping it so it doesn't surprise me that he's now in like taiwan or something like that yeah Yeah. he had this like long quote about how like man i just like I'm, I don't know if I'm ever going to get over this play. It's going to follow me forever. Like everyone's going to ask me about it everywhere I go. And I'm just going to have to, going to have to wear it. And I'm just going to have to prove myself and show that I'm a gold glove caliber defender. Like I'm telling you, he had a like three paragraph thing. And I don't know who quoted it, who put this out there. I, you know, or why, but I just remember seeing this come across my Twitter. I want to say yesterday. And I was like, Jesus Christ, this guy's life is, is crumbled. One day, ex-Pittsburgh ex Pirate first baseman Will Craig quote to start over with the Kiwoom heroes of the Korean baseball Okay, league. KBL. God, hopes to start over. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah I exactly. Mean, right. <laughs> the guy was in the bigs like two months ago. He was a rookie. I didn't realize he was a rookie, too. Yeah, he was like up. a cup of coffee Good last Lord. year. So they just then... designated for him for assignment, and he just went overseas. <laughs> oh. That's that's for 20 games at 203 average with 22 strikeouts. I'll still be a free agent in October or whenever that kind of helps. Like Craig said, he expects to be on blooper blooper reels for the rest of his life. Oh my God. Yeah. I feel bad for this. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I was awful. He said, Uh, if I was in year 15 of my career, I feel like that play wouldn't be nearly as crazy, but because I had only a month of service time it made it seem that much worse, but nobody knew who he was. So I, Wow, he's really thought about that. Ooh, yeah, well, that's, yeah, that's, he's gonna think about it. But we may have to continue to this guy and follow this guy's progress as we go through the rest of the podcast. We big Will Craig guys now. Will Craig guys. <clears throat> I'm, I'm trying to remember. I think Will Craig. Where did Will Craig play? In oh, you you know this. You should know this. I, I know, should know this. Yeah. I I, we, I think we've played against them. I feel like that play kind of defined me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he was drafted. He was drafted in 2013. So. No, no, I'm sorry. Oh, well, 2013 and then 2016. First round. 22nd overall pick. 2016. Uh, he, yeah. played, he played for Wake. Yes, he did. He played for mm. Wake. He played for, he's a power hitter because Wake is the biggest band box of all time. And guys just hit – I mean, we were hitting so many home runs there in 2017. Um, yeah, he was really good. I remember him in 2015. He was like ACC player of the year or something. Now he's on the Kiss Womb Heroes or whatever. <sighs> I hope he's having fun in Korea. The all-star uniforms were horrible. By the way, I just wanted to make sure that was known. They were atrocious. I, I thought the white uniforms are better than the the blue ones. Mm, but I, don't ooh, think, I disagree. I don't think by much. I didn't like either of them. 
I they think were bad, all- of course, but I don't think they're as bad as everyone made them out to be. They were so universally panned that I think the standard for like, oh, how are these actually going to look in person? It was kind of like not as bad. Well, they flipped, they flipped the, what, how they do this. Normally, they have the guys playing in their normal Correct. uniforms, and they flipped it and did that. And they must have thought, okay, more viewers on the All-Star game will sell more of these if we put them in them. Well, Probably that's what, true. That's Banks. That's what you had told me when I blogged it when we were, when we were up in New York. You were like, I don't get the big deal because they're not going to wear these. In the Correct. Game. Yeah. They and then I was like, yeah. oh, shit, you're right. Yeah, like, they yeah they're it. not going to wear them. When they were doing the introductions, I turned it on as they were doing the introducing the benches. And I was like, are they in the home run derby uniforms? And I was like, wait a minute. They didn't wear the uniforms last night. Home run derby. I kind of dig the, the Navy on Navy look. I didn't, I didn't like the full one color. If, like if you, if you Google like the Durham bulls have an alternate, that's like midnight blue on midnight blue. It is a sick uniform set. Absolutely nasty. Not to just crush a random conference, but it just felt like a uniform on like a Tuesday game. We would have played against a team from like the Metro athletic Atlantic, whatever that the Mac, whichever that one is like, it's just like a bad uniform. One of those teams will wear. Sorry. Anybody that played for any of this. We have a lot of listeners from that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I, I, I was not a huge fan, but. Uh, and other than the Vlad Jr. home run, it was a pretty home monster game. I do love the mic'd up. I don't know why they gave it to Xander Bogart, who absolutely no-sold it the entire time, but Freddie mm-hmm. Freeman was really good. So. And, and why do you give it to Liam Hendricks, who's like a legitimate madman, who's out there dropping the F-bombs in them? Yeah. <laughs> Putting it yeah. on any closer is kind of like – That might be a, like an any publicity is good publicity thing. Or like, oh, we'll put it on there. We'll just make a mistake. He'll like drop a thing and then everyone – I, I was thinking that too. Like, oh, no, he said fuck on the air. How yeah. will we ever recover? Because you get your like nice moments. Like, oh, it's Freddie Freeman, like family man. Here's this kid with Tatis. Like the Tatis thing was cool because Vlad Jr. hit the home run during it. Xander Bogus was awful. But, you know, I do like I, the mic'd up. The mic'd up I'm cool. on the record – Mike everyone up. I want it like the office. Like I want them pissing in the bathroom. Well, this is this is what they do in the freaking PLL is they mic all these guys up and they get really good stuff out of it for the most part. So it's the best. It's a little bit harder in baseball because you can't just stick it in their helmet or like football where you can just stick it in their helmet. But um, fun all star game. Fun all star game week for the Orioles. Um, who won Orioles trivia by the way? Jimmy Seafood. Do you guys want to shout out the winner of that thing? It was Orioles fan problems. Our buddy Ryan Blake and 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 some other people. I don't remember. We didn't we didn't participate. Oh, um, how benevolent of you! Well, no, because we had our phones out, and our laptop, and our <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so oh, it's the like picture and, we from journeys. You had working working man banks with the laptop on. We had workstation set up here. Yeah, I know you, so I know we, you love a good live workstation. <laughs> and because because like, I do love a command center to bar. Yep. It was the normal like trivia too. So there were teams who would do this trivia every week, you know. And and again, you guys do trivia. God forbid someone at another table has their phone out. It's like, Ugh. yeah. So that's why I was like, I'm not even gonna try and and do this. Yeah, maybe they're at Brewers Cask listening to the answers upstairs first, and then writing them down and taking them in. Seen that happen before. You wanna? That's do you wanna we, call anyone we out? We don't go there anymore. I'm trying to remember the name of the team. I Are think they was- banned. Cat Ringdom, I think, was the name of the team that was doing that. Uh, no, they were just like getting wins. No, I mean, are they banned from the podcast? Oh yeah, oh, no, I have them on. I talked to them. I'd have them on. Yeah, Jerry Coleman apparently thinks he's banned from our podcast, and Banks banned him. Yeah, now he's banned. He's he's essentially <laughs> banned himself by by proclaiming himself banned. And he, if he's not going to take callers, then he's not welcome here. He took he takes callers. He just wasn't taking them during our interview. We need to meet. Well, that's that's odd timing, isn't it, Eric? Nice. Just saying. Yeah. Well, 
whenever he's picking up the phone and or, or looking to jump on Zoom, and uh, we're not taking guests. <laughs> yeah, he's he's like requesting to come on the show, but believes that he's banned. No, he's banned. Oh, he is. Oh, we're officially banning him. Oh, excuse me. Sorry. Yeah, I'm I think sorry. I think you just missed the memo. He's banned. Yeah, sorry, banned. Sorry. If you Jerry. think you're banned, then 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 you are. Are you? Do you think you RDT you'll get banned from his show because we have <laughs> given this banning? Although he thinks he's banned, so now that he's banned, I wonder if that'll change. I don't know. I, I guess we'll have to wait and see. I'll. Because you're you're a normal you're a normal um you you go on that show you send him out so. I guess we'll see. We'll see what this does to the uh, to the relationship. Hey, Eric, can you do you want to rank the radio shows you appear on? Just do it publicly. <laughs> uh, not, not really. <laughs> maybe I'll we'll do a start. Maybe we'll do a starting five. You know, we great would get us in a lot of hot water. We should do a starting five draft of uh, favorite Baltimore radio hosts. Do, host. do you sure still think really we're well. we're the biggest Jerry Coleman podcast on on the planet? Oh, by far. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You won't find another um, be more opinionated. It's not not up there. I, I don't know. We, we, have to talk, <laughs> we should talk to Jason about that. Who? Well, I would like to have him on. Is he banned? No, yeah, no, no, he's not. I would love to have him on. We should try. You to guys get him don't on. even know what to say to that. <laughs> no, we should get him on. I would have him on. Okay. Bring people in. Bring people into the exit fifty two. We we'll, we'll 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 let's out. have them on for the next Red Sox series. We've never had a, <laughs> a, a any tension in an interview before. Everyone we bring on likes us, or we like them. We like them. Uh when when Stephen Shock uh, took above ground pool, there was a bit of a moment there. Yeah, that I was. Yeah, I, was <laughs> I thought that was a great pick. I thought that I was, was a great pick by him. I was stunned by that. That's the most I've ever gotten to criticizing someone on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and I love Steve. Steven's absolutely awesome. I was just stunned by the pick. I and honestly, as I thought about it more, like I liked it more, but I was just, it was like, he took it. So he was great. He was great. It was so I mean, matter of fact, <laughs> it was so matter of fact, it was just tremendous. Um, he had a great motorcycle line this week. I, the motorcycle tweet pick. was tremendous. He, he tweeted right. out the picture tonight. Yeah. I saw that. He's, he's Chris he's Long said, bye. Don't, don't rent. He's building a nice little Twitter, uh, Twitter thing for himself. And I'm, I'm happy for the guy. It's very, very cool. Um, Baltimore Ravens. I mean, just another Lamar Jackson story. I mean, we have a new Lamar Jackson story every single week. Pro football talk. Thanks. I'll let you have this one. I mean, what do you want me to? What do you want me to say? Guys aren't saying he's rubbing his face. He's rubbing his face. What do you want me to say about this stuff, man? Like they deleted it. I pretty sure. There's just everyone is so. The Ravens did. No. Oh, Oh, okay. Pro football talk did. I'm pretty sure I saw that is I so saw, soft, Florio. I saw Florio bent the knee. Let me look. No, let me look it up. Let me look it up. I don't. Let me look it up. I'll I mean, look it up. You go ahead. So the, the, explain the, this to the, people. The degree to which people are so thirsty to just try to throw whatever shit on the wall and and just talk shit on Lamar Jackson is just it just never ceases to amaze me. And you think that like we've reached the last hurdle or like the last. Stroll. I don't know. I don't know what phrase I'm, I'm, I'm speaking terrible English, terrible idioms right now, but uh, yeah, it's just, it just fascinates me on a week to week basis. We're at that point where we're two weeks away from training camp. We're so close to getting somewhere where there, at least there's like some semblance of actual football that exists that we could talk about, but we're still just reaching for shit like this. Yeah. I mean, there's probably a small point to be made. Like I'd rather, not have Lamar Jackson running around like crazy and potentially injuring himself. But like at the end of the day, 
He's 24 years old. He can do what he wants. He's doing great stuff for the community. Um, and that should be the narrative. And no one chooses to take that narrative. Like, even when he gave uh, watches to his offensive line during his MVP season, by the way, his MVP season, um, people were like, oh, he should have given that money to charity. Oh, this, that, the other. Like, he gave so much time, so much money to charity throughout the year. And he's still on a rookie contract. It's not like he's flush with money yet. I mean, he's sure he's well off. He's made his, you know, good handful of millions here. But, um, like, what are we doing? And just, I feel so terrible for the guy. He's starting to, it's starting to, he's starting to get a little bit feisty about it. Like he hears all this stuff. He's posting Instagram images of him. Oh, uh, they did. They did keep it up. He kept it up. He okay. kept it up. So yeah. whatever. And then we tweeted the BR Gerdire tweeted the, of the, of the video. So. Whatever. Shout out to Patrick Queen for telling Florida to shut the fuck up. Oh, did he? That's what I thought when I saw the Queen tweet. I thought I'd said tweet is deleted under it, but I, I must have just been I must have been making that up. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't understand why this is such a big deal. Because it's July. Like, that's the thing. There's nothing to talk I mean, about. Well, like, yeah, like, hang up on him which, again. Which, which, I'm sure Drew Brees, and this is not a shot at Drew Brees, I'm sure Drew Brees every offseason was playing pickup basketball with his kids, and no one cares. Like, all these guys are doing these things. And if they get hurt, they get hurt. It, it, it is what it is. Like you, you, you what's the guy going to sit in his couch There's all day? And- all kinds of ways for all these guys that are doing all kinds of stuff to get hurt. Insane. Just insane. Like they're both at risk and like anything can just happen. Like, like Aaron Rodgers could have taken a tumble in his golf cart in big sky, Montana on national yeah. television. Or, like, or, or, thrown, out of, or thrown out his, thrown out his back. Like yeah. he's just, Ripping Mahomes golf balls competitively, playing, you, know, you know, trying to win long drive contests and shit. Mahomes is out, you know, in the at the American Century, hitting balls out of the woods, trying to fly like he's he's out. I mean, he could have gotten killed by a bear out there. He got like bit that. by a mosquito. Good for him. I encourage him to do that shit. Yeah, it would be different if Lamar was like skydiving, or if he's like, "Hey, we're gonna go in this hot air balloon right now." Just like acting like what he does is is vastly different than what everybody else does. I mean, our guy, yeah. Spenny Schultz, uh, hopped on it real quick. The the video of Trevor Lawrence, like, running across a wet deck and doing a cannonball into the water. Like, if Lamar Jackson did it, yeah, there would probably be some stupid article written about how that, oh, man, he put himself at risk. It's like, come on, dude. I'm done. Let's move on. I'm done. Yeah, this it, one. It's just. Yeah. We need to get to training camp. The Ravens. Yeah, to to I'm saying. I'm in terms of the, just this, this like stuff happening. a week or two it ago, I thought, it, I thought we were that it happens clear. every week. It's amazing that it happens every week. It is every he, single week. It's a new thing. He probably thought he was in the clear too. And he's like, watch this. I'm going to go hang out with these kids. And like, I'm sure like I, when I, he I, saw that notification, he's probably like, are you kidding me? And like, obviously the Ravens had no problem with it because they posted the video on their Twitter too. Yeah. Cassie like, was flexing on them. Good. The, she the other thing is he. I mean, what is what he put on his Instagram story today? He is hearing this stuff, and we'll oh, be for sure. to see if it makes him, if it puts him in a you know FM mentality where that's good or one where he presses and feels like he has to do everything. That is the the psychological thing that will be interesting. And he, not to, he brought the fuck you attitude to the Titans game before that game in the team meeting. He said we're gonna go fucking hang fifty on him. I know they didn't do that, but that was his attitude. We yeah. need to determine Lamar Jackson. I think we're going to get one this year. Yeah, he's. I mean, this is guy. I mean, this would be this in any. Should we make revenge tour T-shirts? That'd be original. Yeah, yeah. 
fucking Revenge tour. That, <laughs> that fuck Big Ben. Whoa, he's skinny now. All right, chill out. No, man. no, dude. Tiger can't change his stripes. Well, we're getting uh, we're getting so close to training camp storylines. This around league against me so good. It's well, you know, so I mean, good. Cowboys on hard knocks. That's gonna be good. Cowboys hard knocks is gonna be great. That'll be awesome. But you know, you know, and how we, obviously we know we're getting close is like I woke up and I got on Instagram. It's like four Sundays till the first preseason game. Nine Sundays till you know the yeah. last week without a regular season football. Scott game. Scott Hansen did a red zone tweet the other day that just got me. Got my and everybody. That's, got everybody yeah, that's what it was. Yep. Yeah. Got me. Yeah. Torqued is the right word. Torqued that's like automatic word. retweets right there too. Oh my it's god. Many days till till commercial free football. It's just like it's just. It, I mean, uh, for all the things that go wrong in football, it just is the most consistent, popular thing. Sport. It's just. It's a machine. It's just such a machine. People just want it so bad. They want it so bad. Uh, yeah, so not much else. Not much else. Ravens. It's you know. I think this is your normal quiet period, post OTAs. Everyone kind of gearing up for training camp, and and it will be in full swing. So very very excited for that. Uh, we will head into our starting five draft presented by Fed Thrill, and as always, the sunglasses come on for this segment. Uh, X fifty two is the promo code. If you go to their website, get twenty percent off. Look, we got a lot of summer left, and not only do we have summer left. We're going to be rolling into the fall, and it's still going to be nicer out here. It's going to tailgates be you know, going to be sunnies. tailgates. Tailgates. Garth sunnies. Brooks is coming to town. Gar- Diplo's not. There's going to be a hell of a – Garth Brooks is coming to town. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yikes. Uh, Garth Brooks is coming to town on a Saturday. That's going to be an all-time tailgate at M&T. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Um, are you? Will you be in attendance? I will very, very likely be in attendance. That's what what weekend to, is that? It's the Denver game. It's October 2nd. Mm. So the Ravens are in Denver the next day. It's a weird outdoor concert. I, I'm, I'm not a, like a Garth Brooks guy, but I might have to go to this concert. I'm a Garth Brooks guy. So Garth Brooks, when, I, when we played baseball, Maryland baseball, as I go into a Maryland baseball story, as I do sometimes on here, we played in 2017. They played, what's the song like? Call in Louisiana. Is that the Call in Baton Rouge? Called? It's a phenomenal Call song. Eric had never Call heard Baton of Rouge. it. Great song. I, Fucking oh, idiot. We're, These people okay. are singing Call in Baton Rouge like in the pregame. It was awesome. It was like one of the coolest things I've ever seen in sporting. I like was that. almost publicly executed for not knowing this song. At, yeah. At, so I called it Call in Louisiana. Reeves' wedding, our college basketball writer, at his wedding three, four, five years ago, they – call everybody the dance floor for a little call in baton rouge like it was a whole thing oh. everybody and their mother knew every word to it and eric's like what the, what is this song i've never even heard of this you said it was like the number one tailgating song of all time i think it's Something. an incredible I mean, song i can't believe i forgot yeah, the name it yeah. is a good song i tried to like i've like listened to it since it's obviously impossible to listen to anything garth brooks on like youtube because he's not on youtube Spotify, yeah he's on nothing Spotify, which any sucks. of that which which again maybe i'm like hmm, maybe that's why i haven't heard it yeah, it's i've hard never seen him anywhere. but he's regarded as like an the incredible best performer. country performer. Yeah. What are the ticket prices there? Just making oh plans right God. now. I just watched uh, a pass to a guy on a bench. Okay. This Anyways. has not been the this has not been the most incredibly well played basketball game so far of what I've seen. Anyways, uh, exit fifty two. Uh, Taylor and I are going to the beach. Maybe to do a little boating this weekend. Um, yes. And we yes. will be rocking the sunnies. Drinking yes. on sure. a dock. What is it on a dock on a on a Look, all water. my things we're drinking on a, on, the, on water. the water. We're on a dock, we're on, on the a water. beach, we're on a boat. Those are all my picks. Those are all my Ocean City picks. Yeah, we will be there. We will be in the beach. 
We'll be doing boating. We'll be doing some golfing. We'll be doing some drinking. And we'll be wearing some fed thrillies on our faces. Maybe we'll go see our guy Layton, too. Maybe. 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 Uh, And anyone going to the beach this weekend or the next couple weekends, get your fed throw sunglasses. Okay. Starting five draft. Now, Orioles trivia kind of leads into this. You guys were at Orioles trivia the other night, and you had this idea for this draft random Orioles and that can be taken a lot of different ways for us. This is a little bit of a feel thing, but I think Eric had a perfect example of someone who is not a random Oriole that someone might say is a random Oriole. Chris Hoyles is not a random Oriole. That is not sort of what we're going for. You're not just saying an Oriole that you like. It's just like a name drop specifically name drop contest that I'm concerned about the level of research RDT has done. Uh, and if he might dominate this draft, but we shall see. So random Orioles is the draft starting five draft presented by fed thrill random Orioles. I actually need to set the order here um, really quick. So let me scroll back and I have the first pick banks has the second pick and RDT. I can't say, I can't say your name, Eric has the, uh, has the double pick. So I'm going to go first here. And I have to take this guy. I have to take him. I, I, this is the pick. This is, has to be the pick. And if this pick gets shot down as someone that doesn't feel random enough, I'm fine with that based on something he did. But if people know me, I had this man's jersey in my closet. The jersey sits in my closet, and it's Robert Andino. Mm. I, have to take, I have to try to take him. If you guys shout it down, that's fine. But I have to do that for my. If own you have a jersey of a guy, it just that just it, immediately feels like you disqualify yourself with that. Yeah, like I, I mean, I'm fine that's if fine. you want to take him. I just don't consider him like a random. No, no, no. If he's disqualified, he was on the I team for that. like six years, wasn't he? He had he's all the, the pictures for- consecutively of him being more and more unhappy. He's on the team for four years and only played two full seasons. But I'm fine not taking him. I have other picks. I have other people to take. Entourage is a drama. I mean, if you want to take it, you can. No, we disqualified Entourage. We disqualified. (laughs) That's good. That's good. We disqualified Entourage. I won't take him. I'm fine. I'm, this is such a, a tone-setting pick. The first pick of like what I know. this draft I won't is going to be. I won't take him. So, I have. A, I'm. I'm. Ta- I'm taking a different guy. I'm taking David Newham. All right. All right. Yeah. I, I'm fine. That that was. He was the second guy that I wrote down when I was thinking of this list. I'm taking David Newham. All-time random utility guy. Go ahead. All-time. Max. All-time inside the park home run. All-time yes. inside the park home run. I think he had for the Take, cycle too once. I believe so. His dad was also a big Jay Journo. So. Yep. Everyone liked him. David Newham. Second pick here. Let's I was so it. excited to take Andy Anderson to see your guys' reaction. God, I was, I was so excited. I was excited I was to do not... that for an hour. When you say he had the jersey, it's just like, no way. I, I had to rep my guy. He's my guy. That's fair. Robert He's a lot of people's guys. Dino. I mean, he, he earned it. Oh, I was promoting Legendary him on Twitter moment. for a long time. Before the moment. I was doing it before the moment. Robert Andino was my guy before the moment. I, people will not believe me, but – is he the best middle infielder in Orioles history? Probably. Many are Rob, saying. Him, Robbie Alomar, and um, Jeff Rebele. What the shit, man? That's my wow. pick. Wow. 
All right, my, now? my second pick is Jeff Reboulet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, a, just, a, that's just new. I just knew. I just knew. The face of utility infielder. Uh, when I think of like 90s baseball, what a 90s baseball player utility man should look like, it's Jeff Reboulet with that mustache. Mustache, mm-hmm. yeah. Just, he, he just was – he couldn't hit a lick unless he was facing Randy Johnson. I was going to say. He owned Randy Johnson. Randy hit, a Johnson home run, hit a big home run off of him in the uh, 97 ALDS. Um, it, that's just like his entire claim to fame is owning Randy Johnson. He's at he's the all-time manager moves. 11 for 35. It's 314 against him for a middle infielder that is a, a, basically a utility man, journeyman. Like that guy. That's the guy. I like it. Love that. Almost took him. Uh, the name itself is sweet. Jeff Rebule. You don't forget a name like that. RDT got two. I mean, this one, this is kind of where I thought you were going, Taylor, right off the bat. And and Orioles spring training legend. He gets brought up every spring training. The, yeah, this the is the first home guy. run of the year. It's this like, is well, how I knew who you were taking. Are we gonna take him? It's 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 Jake Fox. That's it's, your guy. Sure. He's not really my guy. He's just no. But you made the point to bring him up during spring training this year. Well, yeah, because again, comes anyone, up every spring training, every every spring training, <laughs> like it's it's like like clockwork. He might even be like the national face of spring training home run guy. Like I don't know if it's just a Baltimore thing. Like I think baseball diehards r- remember mm-hmm. Jake Fox. Like, cause people that are, it was right at the height of like when, when fancy baseball was really starting to rage and people were like, oh man, this sleeper Jake Fox is hitting everything in sight down to Fort Lauderdale. And then now. Yeah. He, uh, he did, he didn't quite have it turns out. <laughs> See, and like now I'm looking at my list. I mean, I have zero idea of like where to go, who to take. Of course, I mean, this is a ridiculous draft. I mean, this is probably the most ridiculous draft we've done in terms of like what the boards like. Like, do I go funny name? Do I got I go... the first. I got talked out of the first pick. I mean, that's what this draft is was meant for. You know what? This this one. This is a name that is he's very random. But people that listen to the podcast and and were coming up and growing up when Orioles baseball was starting to get good again, this guy made himself a legend. Not on the Robert Andino level, Taylor Teagarden. He had like two or three walk-offs. Wow, what an eye yeah. roll from Banks. Is that too? Is that not random enough? No, I'm looking up and I'm thinking about it. Like, uh, you don't think? Oh so? no, it's random. It's definitely random. He definitely fits the mold of like pickable player. I just like I don't think of him as quickly as you do. I just think he wasn't even on my board actually. He, I mean, he had a couple walk-offs that season. Like I remember he had one against the Tigers. Um, also, steroid guy. People forget. Caught up in yeah, the same thing with. I think the same uh, Peyton Manning's wife and stuff like that. Um, but again, Taylor Teagarden, like when you think of I, and again, he's more of a, a recent guy. When you think of those people who he the the bottom roster of some of those like 2014, 2015, 13 teams, Taylor Teagarden. I I also think it's just a great name. Well, it is I mean, a first, good name. First name's absolutely tremendous. Yeah, that's debatable. Nah. Go ahead, Banks. Uh, I'm going to take... Talking bad about the Taylor name. You've all taken it too far. Settle down. Now I'm locked in. Settle down. I'm going to go for another sweet <laughs> name guy. I'm going to go with okay. Ronimo Barilla. Mm-hmm. 
sweet stance up there. I think he was supposed to come in and, and be an impact player and he just kind of wasn't, but um, I just, the first name Hieronimo is just fantastic. He was right, I think, in that sweet spot where, like, uh, I guess, I guess the oh, he played eighty three games, eighty three games in the back half of ninety seven, I think. So I guess he was on a good team, but he wasn't really everything he was supposed to be. I'm trying. I'm trying to make sure I can spell this right. It's Geronimo, it but name. it is a really good name. I don't know if he's related to Angel. Ooh. Hmm. Kind of curious. Dominican Republic. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Sorry. That took me a second to find Barroa. I just wanted to make sure I got it right. Do, 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 he, do. he was raking in Oakland, and the, the O's traded for him, I guess, at the deadline or at some point. Trying to trying to beef it up for the World Series run back in 97. Yeah. That is a good pick. That is not one that I even thought of. No, I know it's my pick. I, that is just not a guy I even thought about. I, yeah, that's why that's what makes it a great pick. It's just like, oh, that name. Yeah. yeah. This is, I think Eric and I, just based on conversations we've had before, we, we went live on this episode. Uh, I think we have different ideas of our approaches with this. So I think we're going to get two very different eras of baseball players. Um, I'm going to take, I'm going to take with my first pick. I'm taking Jeff Fiorentino. Yeah, that, he was going to get picked at some point for sure. Uh-huh. Um, Jeff Fiorentino comes up, and in an era where the Orioles were absolutely an absolute disaster, anybody that came out of the minors, I think, was seen as some sort of savior. Um, he was not very good. but Oh, he was hot. He was yeah, so for, hot out of the gate. Yeah, I mean, yeah, great. He had 250. He had, his, he had 250. Oh, but the first month he was hitting like 380. Did he, he go from Bowie? No, he went Frederick to Bowie. Frederick. Uh, that, Frederick. Okay, I, Frederick, I yeah, Frederick. But I thought that was too like outlandish. Like, there's no way he went. For That's Frederick. what made it the craziest. Is like yeah, I don't wild. know why they did it. They like, just, how good is how good? This guy must be so good. I think <laughs> they called him up for like one or two games, just in a bind, and he just hit everything. And they're like, "Well, I'm mean, not going to take his bat out of the lineup." And then he just stuck. And it's funny if you look at his like baseball reference page. He had like he made the 2000. I think 2005 was a year. He was good enough that year to to earn some ABs in 2006, and then they're like, ah, actually, he's a, he's exactly what we thought he was, and they <laughs> sent him back down. And then three years later, he made it back up. It took him three years to get back. And with my um, my other pick here, I'm taking Hayden Penn. Another great pick. Taking Hayden Penn, another guy that was up as a really young guy, looked at as a prospect, was out of baseball within like 24 months. Did not actually. That's probably a little bit of an exaggeration. Let's see, three and two and thirty-eight innings in as a twenty-year-old, no five. Played as a twenty-one-year-old and was awful with a fifteen-year-old, oh no six. God. Then came back to the bigs three years later <laughs> with the Florida. That, At that time, the Florida Marlins. Pretty tough to to negative three point three WAR. Yeah, horrible. He was. I mean, he's horrible. But uh, shout out to Hayden Penn. I mean, that is an above-average starter for the other team. Fifth round pick, <laughs> fifth round pick out of the from the Orioles, um, back in two thousand two. So that's another who, one I didn't who, even consider. I had him on mine. Who, real quick, who was your who was your first pick, Banks? My first pick, Jeff Rebelay. Jeff Rebelay. Yes, that's right. Okay, uh, Banks, you got one. 
Um, I am going to take, I'm actually going to take a more recent guy. I'm going to take junior Lake. Oh, pond. Wow. What a pick. Junior, <laughs> was on my board. junior Lake. Uh, I forget what trade it was. Was it the Tom, Feldman trade? Tommy Hunter. He came over. Tommy Hunter. Hunter. That That's was right. uh, he a could maybe be a pick here. I don't know. Tommy Hunter? No way. No, Tommy uh, Hunter was a legend. Definitely not a pick. <laughs> not even close. All right. He's he's on the same level as Andino then. So not I think he may be a bottom um, Andino. He was straight up for Tommy Hunter. You're right. 2015, and he did not stick. But that is just a phenomenal name. He was part of that that first wave of Cubs prospects that were supposed to, to be the, the next thing. Yeah. Along that's with like uh, Starling Castro and, and guys Dome, like right? That's probably like, a little earlier, maybe, but maybe, they yeah. signed, they saw signed Fukudome. They didn't, he wasn't, he didn't come to the mind. Yeah. And, and junior Lake was just not it, fam. I think he, he was not, he may not have been a, uh, an FC guy. And then the Epstein guys came through and just yeah, took junior over. Lake, and wow. He was on flight logs or. I think there's a chance I would have never thought of Junior Lake for the rest of my life had you not just said him. The nickname Pond. I, I just used to love that. Like, <laughs> it's so perfect. Pond. Junior yeah, Lake. Pond. Get it? It's a little, it's just a small body of water. A little dad joke. Uh, RDT got two. Uh, <laughs> um, I will go. This guy, I used to think him and Jeffy Orantino were like brothers. I don't know why. Just combined at the hip like they're almost the same person. Brandon, Fahey, yep. Brandon Fahey. Yep. <laughs> they are yeah, one yeah. A, one B for me. Couldn't tell honestly, you why. David Newhan's not that far from these two either. Like, and yeah, honestly, I can't tell you too much about Brandon Fahey. Like, I remember the name. I remember what he looks like, but I couldn't tell you. Like, I'll go to his baseball reference page right now. Apparently, he has a picture in the Blue Jays uniform. Apparently, he played for the Blue Jays. Um, I mean, I, again, I don't know why. He's 40 years older. Um, you want to know his career war? What is it? Negative 0.8. Well, he's no Hayden Penn. No. <laughs> two home runs at 224. Who is? This guy played, played three years, 06, 07, 08. Somebody has to be the worst of all time. I wonder who that is. Uh, there's a guy who's on the Orioles. Well, yeah, he, we, we don't talk about Chris Davis. Um, oh, the Jesus. Don't let him get Oh, on. boy. Come on. Oh, boy. Fahey played in 189 games. <laughs> I'm such know. a moron. I just typed in worst war of all time in a Google. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll find out, find out more about that oh, on, our, uh, on our history podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god! All right, I, yeah, I'm going. Uh, I'm going. I was so flustered by the Chris Davis thing. I just typed that in. Brandon Fahey. <laughs> All right, and this – do I want to go him? This – let me look up. Let me look up. I don't want to go him. I am going to go with – I mean, there's a lot of people. There's a lot of people. I'm going to go – I'm going to go the original third baseman of the future, Josh Bell. Hmm. Wow. You remember Josh Bell, right? I do. Yeah. I do. Yeah, I just remember him being like, guys, this guy is a stud. He's going to be – I can't remember. Where did they take him? Oh, nope, that's the wrong guy. And then Josh he Bell. wasn't. Yes, this definitely Josh was Bell, not. Yeah. Kurt, a, a war, minus 1.1. <laughs> Are we just picking the worst Orioles of all time suddenly? 
Well, I'm just, I just remember, because again, I'm like, I remember thinking. How it's fun. Was. It's fun when they're bad. It's yeah. fun when they're bad. He had three, he played for it's three It's also years. just a lot of, it's an era of such bad baseball. Like, sorry, the Orioles. I mean, it's 20, 25 years of very little success. You're just going to pick a lot of bad players. <laughs> That's right. He got or, traded from the you know, Dodgers. They made the big baseball players. Listen to this. So he came to the Dodgers with Stevie Johnson from the Dodgers with Stevie Johnson for Oh, I might be able to get this. Yeah, yeah, you should. Um, Say it again. Um, it was Josh oh, Bell and trade. Steve Johnson from the Dodgers on July 30th, 2009. He keeps talking over what I'm trying to think. We got yeah, Josh Bell and this other guy and traded somebody to the Dodgers in 2009. Yes. If I say the position, it'll give it away very easy. It'll he be, was also yeah. – they talked about him in trivia the other night. His pitcher, wasn't it? Yep. Who do we trade? He wore his hat a very specific way. Give us ten more seconds, and then we're moving on. Like Daniel Cabrera, no. or I know they didn't trade him. All star. Jorge Julio, George wow. Sherrill. George Sherrill. I don't remember him wearing his hat a certain way. He the did. very You're flat right. brim. Yeah, flat brim. Yeah. That's a bad – Like he, he – It was, was very flat. in then, so it wasn't yeah. like – Oh, I did it uh, 100%. Shaq Cordero. 100%. No, no, no. I can't, yeah. So, yeah. Shaq Josh Cordero Bell. was a king of it. He was. He wore it super low, too. Shaq Cordero was so good at one point. Yeah, first season in RFK. It was mm-hmm. so good. That yep, was two picks there? Yep. Um. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna damn. I'm gonna take Calvin Pickering. I'm gonna stick with the era that I've been kind of attacking here. This guy, I think he hit 50 plus home runs in the minors before he got called up, like in a season, something close to it. I thought that this guy was the next move on. Like he <laughs> could fucking mash. Six foot five, 283 pounds. I mean, that is a freaking unit. It's from St. Thomas. Career war, 0.4. 14, <laughs> 14 career homers. Let me pop up these minor league numbers here. I'm telling you, they're going to be impressive. Probably from, like, Ottawa when they had Ottawa as the affiliate. No, Rochester. Uh, Rochester. Oh, I hate when they baseball references all these partial years and shit. Yeah, it's bad. It's hard to read. It makes a five-year minor league career look oh like my a God. high partial years. rows. There it is. Um, all right, I might have oversold it. 31 home runs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but Bowie hit 31 home runs, 114 RBIs, hit 309, 1,000 OPS on the number in 1998. Wow. So I thought he was the truth, and it was not. There you have it. Calvin Pickering. Good name. That's another good name, too. Good name. Name you don't forget. Um, with my uh, first pick coming back around here, um, I'm taking Xavier Avery. Good pick. Hmm. He was, yeah, Xavier Avery. Second round pick. People thought he was going to be good. Absolutely, a very good. good brand. He was guy. Cedric Mullins. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. Sort of athletic profile out for um, LJ Hose. I believe. Yeah, high school, high school pick, and. Um, just just nothing 
um, and played really one year in the in the big leagues. Didn't really get a shot to do anything else anywhere else. Is that more um, recent? Was that like a 2011, 20... 2012? Oh. So he was on a very good team, obviously. But um, yeah, yeah, just not very good. Just unfortunately not very very good. And then I'm I I'm I'm struggling on this next pick of where I want to go, a little bit. And obviously that does not that is not play for uh, for tremendous radio as I sit here and think about this. I should have had this lined up, but we we're so there's a guy I want to take, but he's he's not random enough. He played for too long for the team. I just love him and I want to take him, but I can't. Oh man, uh, Henry Arudia. Thought of him as the draft was unfolding here. Yeah, it's like, oh yeah, oh, oh, he's Cuban. He's Cuban. This this will work out. This will be like this will be like. Um, and uh, Puig was hot in the streets at the time. Yep. Yeah, this will be like Puig. Oh, Henry Uri, he'll do the same thing. Stunk. And he was hitting for high average with no pop, killing whatever. it in the minors. Yeah. In the and minors, then he had that walk yeah. off against the Mets, and people were like, "Yeah, he just like this snuck it over it. the wall." Yeah, like Oppo. I had other. I had other potential picks there. I just, I just, I've looked at Henry like 16 times. I was like, I have to get to this guy on my team. <laughs> I'll never, um, I'll never forget the, the, when they were in the minors and it was right after I had met Trey and was like starting to gas him up. And I was like talking about how I, Trey is going to be a beast. And someone was like, you're an idiot. This guy, Henry Rudia is going to put Trey out of business. Like <laughs> he kept saying, he was like, he was like, Trey won't out of business. He was like, Trey won't make it in the bigs. Like Henry is the real deal. And like every now, I'll see him pop up on Twitter, and I'm like, "You're a fucking idiot!" Like, <laughs> I, I will, I'll take that to my grave with me. Um, Banks, your final pick. I'm taking. I'm getting a whole package here. I'm gonna take Chris Benson and his crazy smoke show life. Oh yeah, that is somebody that hasn't been taken. This brand of player has <laughs> not been taken. No one's really taken, except for I guess Hirano Barrera, like a guy that was good at. Like Chris Benson was good at one point. You make an awesome uh, team, I believe. So he was a he was a pretty highly rated like, prospect. He was a real good, a real trade asset. I I believe. Oh my he, god! At one point, he was like a deadline guy. Like like people wanted him at the deadline, and I think he got traded. I think Pittsburgh traded him to somebody. He had two hundred starts in the bigs. Yep, the Mets. That's right, the Mets. He was the Mets a and the Pirates. Yeah. Um, Pitched in the league eleven years too. Yeah, yeah, he had a he had a career, for sure. RDT, finish us off. We are gonna wrap this bad boy up. I know where he's going. I don't even know where I'm going. <laughs> um, but bum, bum, bum. Oh, you took you took Xavier Avery. You said, is that who you took? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. I'm I'm just looking at my board. Um. This guy is, I believe, he's almost like a baseball legend. And he's one of those guys where you're like, holy shit, I can't remember. That guy was on the team. Guy played from 96 to 08. All-time, um, not mugshot, uh, face, what am I, what's the picture? What do they call the pictures? Like a, the picture of their faces. Headshots? Headshots. I was going to say mugshot. Um, he played for the Orioles in, when was it? When was it? 2005. 64 games, hit 250, 11 home runs, 20, 20 RBIs. That's tough to do. 11 <laughs> home runs, 20 RBIs. We're going the man with the goatee, Sal Fasano. Mm, he was on my board. He was on my board. I, I almost picked him. Sal. I forgot he, about yeah, him. Yeah, he just jumped out of me. Um, again, like an all-time – like he, 
he played for most of his career after the 10 11 or at least like his more notable years yeah he played yeah again he played so royals a's rockies angels orioles and then phillies yankees blue jays indians it's funny because he played let me see how many years 11 years what do you think his war is oh boy i'm sure any all the value that he had just doesn't show up in numbers whatsoever 1.7 1.7 war. That's uh yeah. Uh, also fantastic full name, Salvatore Frank Fasano. <laughs> Legend. Frank. That's Legend. good. One That's very one good. for four in his last Sal game Fasano. on September 14, 2008. Who's uh who's you guys want to pick a manager? You guys oh. want to pick a manager? Um just as a bonus pick. Can I be like interim? Anybody that's managed the team. Um, let's go with Hugh Duffy. 1901. Oh. No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Whitey I mean, Herzog technically played for the Orioles. I mean, I got mine. Lee Mazzilli. Yeah. It could be. I mean, we talked only there for a year and a half. No, I was going trivia. Sam Perlazzo. Yeah. Sam Perlazzo. They talked about him in trivia. Well, I mean, Juan Samuel. Four bucks, yeah. seventeen and thirty-four. Yeah. Rogers Hornsby didn't know he managed them. Wow, Rogers yeah, Hornsby. manager for the uh, for the Browns. Browns, yeah, that's why. Mm. Rogers. All right, that's the draft. Random Orioles. That was fun. My uh, team is David Newhan, Jeff Fiorentino, Hayden Penn, Xavier Avery, and Henry Arubia. Banks has Jeff Rebelay, Geronimo Barrera. I'm saying Barrera. I think it's Barrera, but I said Barrera. Junior Lake. Calvin Pickering and Chris Benson and RDT goes with Jake Fox, Taylor Teagarden, Brandon Fahey. God, I forgot about Brandon Fahey, Josh Bell and Sal Fasano. Uh, rapid fire list, RDT. My, my yeah, uh, honorable mentions. Hit them. Right. <clears throat> Matt Riley. Be here forever. So Matt and Riley, fire. Luis Matos, Buddy Groom, Omar Quintanilla, Lou Ford, Bill Hall, LJ Hose, David Segui, Matt Angle, Brandon Snyder. Luis Montanez, Frank Mata, who pitched two games in 2010. That was the only note I had. Brian Bass, Freddie Bynum, Radimus Liz, Jim Hoey, John Halama, Dilson Herrera, Carson Fulmer, Eli Marrero, Drew Jackson, Gabriel Yanoa, Pedro Araujo, Corbin Joseph, Andrew Susak, Paul Yanish, Johnny Giavatella, Stefan Crichton, Julio Borbone, Parker Bridwell, Logan Andrusik, Brian Dunsing, shout out to the 2016 uh, uh, wildcard game. Wesley Wright and Cesar Cabral. I almost took Luis Matos, and I think he was on the team for too long to be in this draft. Yeah, he was a really good center fielder. Yeah, I wanted to take him, and after I got talked out of Robert Andino, I didn't take him, and I think we would have talked me out of it. I sat next to him uh, at a Wizards game right after he broke his thumb trying to bunt. Um, Somehow I have, like, my my list of leftover players – like had very few of yours. Hit it. Uh, I couldn't. You probably said this, but Garrett Atkins. Like I couldn't believe you didn't take him. You love yeah. talking about Garrett Atkins. Talked about him on Monday. A lot of, a lot of did. Good Garrett Atkins talk. Um, Ty Wigginton, Tony Tarasco, Tony Batista, Marty Cordova, Todd Zeal. Uh, cute pick could have been Billy Ripken. Uh, Derek Lee. I. I mean, I even had like Vlad Guerrero, George Sherald. Mm-hmm. You said Travis Snyder, I think. Alejandro Daza, Wilson Bedemit. I had Sammy Sosa, Fernando Lunar, uh, caught a pop-up uh, foul ball from him. Uh, Paul Bacco gave me his bat at Ooh, Disney Paul World. Bach. He was uh, Greg Maddox's personal catcher for most of his career. Yeah. Uh, Hall of Fame Tim Beckham, 
uh, Chad Bradford, Omar Dahl, Delano DeShields, Travis Driscoll, who follows me on Twitter, uh, Brooks Fordyce. Yeah, Brooks Fordyce, yeah. Yeah, uh, Reggie Jackson. And I was really close to taking Kelly Johnson. Legend. Legend you guys Sunday night game against started the multiple uh, multiple games in the uh, the ALDS against the Tigers. People you guys, forget that we didn't have Manny. You guys pretty much hit all mine. I had Geronimo Heal. Um, that was that's Fernando Lunar, same guy. Yeah, um, Corey Patterson. Yeah. Um, bah, bah, bah. You really hit all my Pedro Strope. Corey Dickerson too. Uh, Corey Dickerson. Of, yeah. Not, he's not random because of what he was involved in, but if he hadn't been Ryan Miner, um, Keys Manager. Yeah, Keys Manager, random Oriole. Um, not probably random. Former. I had a couple like very borderline. I picked some borderline ones that I didn't end up picking. Jorge Julio was very borderline yeah. for me. Jesse Orozco was very borderline for me. <laughs> Armando Benitez was very borderline for me. Um, all those guys probably contributed a little too much to be random. Uh, I also had the shield as a borderline. I had Jerry Hairston as a borderline. I had Jeffrey Hammonds as a borderline. Um, and ultimately, when I thought about them in relation to Andino, they all felt like they contributed just as much or more as him. Yeah. So I didn't put them out there. Um, was there anybody else? Andino yeah, was on here, obviously. I feel like I missed saying somebody. Yeah. You know what we need to do? That's a great draft. I mean, that there's, I mean, that that is one I would love for people to tweet at us. Like, what's your? We'll put it out there tomorrow. Like name your favorite random world. Cause I think it's, it's a funny, I mean, baseball is just so ridiculous. The amount of Mate, Adam Malone. And I also had, by the way, sorry. Yeah. Adam. Oh, I had him. I took him off for some reason. Yeah. Oh, you know, I just, not, I, there's just, too, it, he didn't feel that there was so much talk about him as a prospect. Mm-hmm. He's not that random. I think everyone knows who he is. Like, it's like, Oh, it's Adam Lowe. And like, he's the future of the Orioles. Like everyone that's been in the future of the Orioles. It's like, why, you know, Hunter Harvey will never be a random Oriole because like Hunter Harvey is, you know, so, or Dylan, I have an Adam Lowe and Bay Sox um, bobblehead and it talks all about like the top prospect and blah, blah, blah. He's projected this and that. And that's why I was like, yeah, if I have a bobblehead, like there's no way, there's no way, you know, what we need to do though. Or like maybe, maybe I'll do it tomorrow is to like combine the wars of our teams and see who has the worst one. Yeah, you should like something like that. Uh, We should do this with the Ravens. Once we get towards the, that season, yeah. we're like sitting and yawn. Yeah. But the Ravens, that's back end of football rosters is sort of as almost as fun as a back end of a baseball roster. Um, Chris Moore. A little, obviously, more player movement for the Orioles. Chris Moore too too prevalent, or is that random? Chris Moore? For the Ravens. He would be a random Raven. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Chris Moore would be a random Raven. I mean, there's better ones, but. Oh, I've got, be. yeah. I mean. Yeah. I, uh, I, have the first, I have the first pick in my head right now, but I won't say it. Obviously, I have my At favorite my pick. First, my first pick. I have my two favorite picks, but I won't get into it. Yeah, we'll get we'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, once again, that's the starting five draft presented by Fed Thrill. XC fifty two is the promo code twenty percent off everything at Fed Thrill. Make sure to get your sunnies for the summer and for the tailgates in the fall. Support a local company. Fed Thrill X fifty two twenty percent off. Nick Cannon Medley, Maryland person of the week. Thanks. Do you think we should just like as a group just collectively take Trey Mancini? Like you, we he almost just... feels like he's he he he's too good for this award. Right? I was almost thinking like we should just call <laughs> it the Trey Mancini Maryland Man of the Week award sure. for the week. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm fine, I'm fine collectively giving it to him as a group. That was awesome, and he is. Everyone should go. Re- There's been so many good stories done about this. The Keith Van Valkenburg story was awesome. The cover story for ESPN. Oh, it was very good. Cover story, quote unquote, it's online. But go back and read that if you absolutely can. Very much go read that. 
That's going to be the first time that I go out and physically buy a magazine. Like, I'm going to buy that magazine. So I don't think it – they don't run ESPN the magazine anymore. Are you kidding me? That's been discontinued for, like, over a year. (laughs) Christ. Well, that shows you how how much I pay attention to ESPN the magazine. It's essentially just a version of, like, a feature that would have run as the cover story of the magazine. You absolutely validated their decision. As a brand. Yeah, you really did. You really did. (laughs) And when people – we put – they had one on Stefan Diggs during the year, and we posted it on – Maryland stuff. People are like, oh, where can I get the magazine? It's like, well, you can't. You can't. On April 30th, 2019, <laughs> ESPN announced they would cease paper publishing in September 2019. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Been gone for a while. Been gone for, you're not going to the grocery store, look at the magazine section. I, I guess where I was going tomorrow. Going yeah. to every Walgreens in town. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you can, maybe the thing about it is you could probably get like a high res image enough of that and just like print it yourself print out like should i print out the article and like staple it <laughs> flip through it and like, yeah it? yeah it's like a, but like you get that you sent the image and you go to like a printing yeah. company probably like then like frame it like it's a magazine but yeah that, that would be cool. i wonder if espn espn should do that and send it to who they would do the stories about i wonder if they do that i think they used to do that. sports illustrated used to do that i think where you could like sports buy... Illustrated does the same thing now they do the digital yeah. covers yeah which again i mean the only magazines that need to be like physical are fantasy football magazines and athlon Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, that, that Bay, but that's and, a catalog and streets yeah. and street and Smith's. I mean, Athlon and street and Smith's, if you were a college basketball football fan, you've read one of those, mm-hmm. you, you should just give away your fan card. I you know what I actually like, enjoyed. And I think they discontinued this too, is the, uh, the little Washington post Metro, like the little one that you would just get on the train. Oh yeah, they did. They did discontinue that. I'm pretty sure. The E, the express. That would be a, let me tell you what, that is not a bad idea for a draft is discontinued magazines. <laughs> Highlights number one. Scholastic. <laughs> I mean, there is some gems <laughs> once you start going back and looking through that thing, man. And it's just good. We maybe wait a year because all the magazines will probably be gone. So like everything will be on the table. <laughs> uh, tough, tough scene. Tough scene for physical publications. Um, yeah, I'm fine giving it to Trey. Any honorable mentions from anybody? Uh, well, I mean, we can still give like other ones. Like, oh, give it. Give, yeah, they give could some, call it an honorable some, mention. Like, give, give some things. Yeah, out I'll there. call it an honorable mention. I'm just sure. gonna call early tea times. Uh, very excited for the Open Championship this week. Royal St. George is gonna be sweet. Uh, as we're recording at about 10:30 p.m. on Wednesday night, so we're three hours away from the first tea time. By the time you listen to this, we'll be in the full swing of day one of the Open Championship. Um, I'm excited to wake up in a handful of hours and watch golf well before the sun comes up so just yeah, it's, it's gonna just be tremendous. special special kind of golf it's just a different sport when they play out there with the wind and uh just it, you can't play it through the air so much and then you got to get creative with things and it's just it's just a different sport i i do want to say this move the pga back to august i don't like major season ended in mid-july it ends too like early it. it doesn't feel I, good it doesn't feel right no one cares I, about the yeah. fedex cup yeah I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind if they put one of the two has to be out of this time of year or, or, or later because like certain courses can only be played certain times a year. And because they moved PGA to May, like it takes some courses just out of the picture completely. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, RDT, what do you got? Uh, I had legitimately nothing. So, <laughs> I kind of did too. I came up with that on the fly. Um, yeah, I kind of bought myself work. a lot of time by saying, "Oh, it's just all give it a tray." And I bought, so I bought myself some time, and then I was like, "Oh yeah, we'll do open championship talk." Jordan I, Spieth I, this week. I stand with Trey. 
One of my favorite things to do on this podcast is when I say it's Nick Caner medley, Maryland person of the week time. And I try to get a sense of how prepared these guys are by just looking at their face. <laughs> and the some of the faces, some of the faces Banks gives when I know he doesn't have one or so apparent, he just like, just like gives me this look like you better not go to me first. Like you better not go. And I, I don't think I did you. that tonight. You didn't, you didn't. And so that's why I sent to you first. I was like, Oh, you must have one. And then you bought yourself some time. So you had, Oh, I thought you time. tried to put people on the spot. Like, Oh, this person doesn't. Sometimes have one. I do. So when you give me like a very concerned look, I try to save you from it. You I guys didn't are have very one, easy. but I knew I had a bailout. You guys are both very easy to spot when I can tell you're not prepared. Like <laughs> RET will like look to the side and be like, ah, please don't call on me. I'm like a teacher calling people in class. <laughs> Wait, I, I do have an honorable mention now. Sorry. Uh, LeBron, Space Jam 2 comes out. Oh, tonight. my God. Go see it in theaters. So um, it's probably going to be one of the best movies. Movie of the summer, probably. You would think. Move over, Black Widow. Is that that other movie? Yes. Um, and Fast and Furious is out. I'll give an honorable mention to Eric for uh, going to Dewey Beach, but not like making it his entire life about Dewey Beach. Is that a thing? Do people like? Oh, people's Dewey entire Beach? personalities are Dewey Beach. I mean, I've when we go on it's vacation, some beautiful we, fa- family stuff from you in the Instagram stories and stuff. Looked like you guys were having a fantastic. Yeah, it's very nice. But yeah, I thought that you would have been like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna give it to the starboard because yeah, we had some great crushes." Like I thought for sure you were gonna come flying in with that. I thought about it. I have the starboard shirt, which is what, like right which is what you and I will probably do next week about Ocean City. So, but we probably, but, I mean, we actually did that an entire episode. Yeah, in late May. Well, Day. Yeah, but yeah. see, I was since we recorded the podcast in Ocean City or like in Dewey last week. Like I was at the oh, beach, true. and I felt like that was the beach episode. Like now, that's true. I've been home for five days, so I'm not like, uh, yeah, yeah. Like I, I was, I'm, I'm past the beach. But yeah, amazing. When we got off for recording last week. RDT goes, yeah, I'm just keeping, I'm just in someone's room where they're supposed to sleep. It was like 1130. Yeah. My, my sister and my cousin were like, I was like, am I keeping you up? And they were like, no. And I was like, all right, well, we'll, we'll be done in a little bit. Um, one, I guess two honorable mentions for me. Um, I went to two schools really in my life before going to Maryland. Calvert Hall, which everyone at this point listens to. Wait, what? Things. You went? Yeah. Nobody knows. And I went, to the, that, I went to the Odyssey school, a school for dyslexic kids, because I'm dyslexic. Both of those schools had MLB draft picks. Jose Torres for Calvert Hall and Peter Hubeck, who ended up at Gilman, went to the Odyssey school. The first ever draft pick out of my middle and elementary school, the Odyssey school. Very small school. Shout out to Odyssey. Shout out to those two guys that both went to schools. So I wish Peter had somehow gone Odyssey to Calvert Hall. It would have been a lot of respect for him, but hey. And we'll be drafted. And we'll be drafted. Savannah Park kid won the first round. Amazing. Yeah. I had so my, my brother-in-law played uh, D three, and we were talking a couple weeks ago, and he mentioned something about this kid from Savannah Park. And I looked him up. He apparently he's like one of the fastest risers, like in, in MLB draft. Yeah, like Jackson Merrill, I believe. His, is his picture. Name. He looks like he's twelve. Like he hit one on the flag court two weeks ago at the the uh, what is it, the Brooks Robinson. Brooks Robinson. Yeah, projectable. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, I think I was reading something about him. They were like, he does nothing great, but he's one of those. He does a lot of things like really good. Yeah. So, First round pick, like top in the top 25. Yeah. Crazy Kentucky, purple. Kentucky. He was committed to Kentucky. I th- did he go to Severna Park or did he go to a private? Went to no, Severna Park. Park. Yeah. I they, think Severna Park program had, there. I think Severna Park had two kids taken in the draft. It's kind of wild. They were a wagon a, a decade ago when I was in high school. I, I think they're back too. Like, I think they, they did, they did really well in the, the playoffs this year. I think they may have. I be- I hope I'm not speaking out of turn here. I believe, at least when Cody Milton was playing at Maryland, I believe Eric was coaching Severna Park because Cody had played 
Eric Milton, had, former big leaguer, former Maryland player, had played. I think he's still coaching there. I think, I think he is. I, I think my right. I think my brother in law knows him. I think yeah. I'm pretty sure he does. So that's a, that's a that's a heck of an accomplishment. So some 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 Baltimore area prep players getting some shine in the MLB draft, which is which is which is cool. Because I wouldn't say. I mean, Banks, you were the high school baseball player here. You wouldn't say it's like a top, top echelon baseball talent state, right? Oh, not at all. Yeah. Not even close. For that to be a thing is cool. Very, very cool. It is. Um, So shout out to all those guys. Shout out to everyone. Shout out to the Maryland guys that got picked, Ben Cowles and and Sean Burke. And then Randy Bednar, who went to Landon. He signed with the Mariners today. So that – and now they go to minor league baseball, which is so different. Now they've eliminated so many of the teams. But um, great stuff there. And that's that's it for the show. That's it for the show. I mean, what a show it is. Unless you got to – oh, you want to do – you want to – you have something. No, I, I'm stunned that you didn't, you didn't, you know, get on your soapbox about uh, somebody's trip to, to the White House today. Oh, we want to do that? Oh, oh I don't I, know. I just well, like – yeah, I don't know. Let me take the sunglasses off. Now, if you want to talk about uh, – we'll bring this back to Nick Cameron. I'm glad that you said that because, I, I as you know, I've been very – you know, I haven't promoted this at all. I haven't sent it to anybody. I haven't, you know, you know, propped this person up all day as a savior to our country. But um, the great Olivia Rodrigo of, you know, the biggest songs in the country this year. I don't know. You, perhaps you've heard of Driver's License. Perhaps you've heard of Deja Vu. Deja Vu is growing on me. I've heard it like three times in the last, not that I didn't like it, but I've heard it like three times in the last like two days on the radio. And I'm like, oh, this is. Have you not listened to the whole album? I have, but a while, like a couple of months ago when it came out. Perhaps you've heard of Good For You. Perhaps you've heard of the album Sour. You've heard of Olivia Rodrigo. And if you haven't, I can't help you. Shame. Uh, Welcome to today, Planet. Today, you know, and, and, and not to get into this too much, but I mean, <laughs> freaking get vaccinated people, but apparently people don't want to get vaccinated for whatever reason. Uh, Olivia Rodrigo went to the White House with Joe Biden to implore young people to be vaccinated. What a service to her country and what an incredible role model to young people. And if we had more people out there like this, perhaps this country would be a better place. Role models, people that, that, that believe in the social contract we have with, with the man or the woman or whatever next to us. That is what we need more of. And that is what Olivia has brought to the table. And so, I'm so glad you said that, Banks. It's such a beautiful note to end this podcast on. Thank you, Olivia. Thank you, Joe Biden, for bringing her in and knowing that she's popular and can help young people get vaccinated. And just, yep, as we clap here on the podcast for Olivia Rodrigo, really, I, there might, there's not a bigger Jerry Coleman podcast on the planet. I'm not sure there's a bigger Olivia Rodrigo podcast on the planet than this pod. They're probably living like Olivia Rodrigo fan podcasts. So there has to, I was just going to probably now. Yeah, we're probably not. But we're going to record that. We're one the next. biggest Olivia Rodrigo Baltimore sports podcast. And any of these, Bal- Jerry Coleman, you want to talk to, you want to talk about Olivia Rodrigo? He doesn't even know who Olivia Rodrigo is. We'll ask him when he comes on. Oh, well, he's banned. So he can't. I was going to say, he can talk about it on his own damn show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, know why. We, we should just have a week where we just get, we just get Baltimore radio um, personalities on here. Just get all these, all these things done. Coleman, get Lock and Four on here, talk to him. Just, you know, get them all on here. I know you want to talk to him. He won't come on here and talk to you guys. He would no never way. give us a lighted day. I don't know. He, I'm he, gonna retweeted DM us. he retweeted us last week. He did. Oh, yeah, us. that's true. Yeah, he did. He's a puppet. He did. Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> you know what he does? And I, I, 
I have to give him props. Guy loves Maryland soccer. I'm a Maryland soccer guy. So shout out to him for retweeting Maryland soccer, being all about Maryland soccer. Yeah. I mean, we like the Bay Sox too, but. <laughs> <laughs> we do like the Bay Sox. We do like the Bay Sox. When are you going to make your next trip to Bowie, RDT? I don't know. I got to figure it out. Might not be uh, that long. No. Yeah. I mean, I, I had a, it was a fun time. I mean, I'm, I'm probably going to go back soon. Yeah, let's do it. Again, exit 52, night at the ballpark. I think we can make something happen. We should we should actually do that. We could do a first pitch catching an uh, umpire. Yeah. All- I mean, Banks had, Banks wants to throw a pitch from that mound so bad. There's no doubt. I've thrown pitches from the, that mound. I'll be the ump. I'll be the ump. Right. RDT, you can catch it. The, that's what the fans want to see. I'm just, I'll just out there. I'll just be out there. Um, I have to say this because we're talking about Bowie real quick. I'll end the show on this. I, uh, our social media intern tweeted this out. The ages of these guys, all these, all these prospects, it's kind of nice. It's just nice to look at. It's just nice to look at. Orioles are in good hands. The future is bright. The future is bright. Believe and be positive like Olivia Rodrigo and get vaccinated. <laughs> That's our show for this week. Follow the show, X Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Follow RDT at E-D-I-T-T-I-22 on Twitter. You can follow Banks at Barstool Banks. You can follow me at TaylorSmite10. Make sure to rate and review the podcast. Special shout-out to Jimmy Seafood for sponsoring the show. They now have two NIL athletes, Armando Barco and Rakim Jarrett. So they're out there, you know, chilling food. Um, you can follow them. Go at Jimmy Seafood. Fed Thrill, X52 is the promo code. Make sure to check them out. And we will see you next time on the X52 podcast presented by Jimmy's Seafood. <laughs>